0: Holla at your folks for a second. Um, what's up, y'all? Yeah? So I'm I'm Nick. I'm over the worship of missions here. And I'm, I'm really excited because um, for about almost four years, I did life with people used guys' age. And I'm closer to your age than I am Dan. So we are we are the majority. They are the minority. So, um, But tonight we're going to be jumping in. And we're actually kind of not even steering away from where we're at right now. We've been in the book of Acts for... Um, a good little minute, and it's been so challenging. I've I've loved he- um, hearing Dan. I uh, challenge you guys, man. You, you don't realize what you have sometimes um, in people until until you're outside of student ministry, outside of uh, an organization. Um, but man, you have one of the the, the finest, most intelligent. Uh, I'm just kidding. You, but you, you do you do have a great student pastor leading you, loving on you, um, doing life with you. Um, and so, Dan, thank you so much for investing in a generation. Yeah. yeah, So so where we're at, we're actually skipping ahead a little bit. We're going to be um, kind of looking from um, the other side of Acts 17. So we're going to we're going to I'm just going to read Acts 17. I I don't have the scripture there, but if you have your Bible, which I hope you do. And if you do not have one, we would love to get one in your hands. Um, But open your Bible to Acts 17 real quick, real quick. Acts 17, and um, Paul and his boy named Silas, they are are, um, on on a missionary journey, and uh, this is actually Paul's second missionary journey where he has been um, traveling. He he will be um, in a place called Thessalonica, and he's going to be in Berea, and the last time I spoke, he, he actually left Berea and went to Athens and talk to the people there. So we're actually taking a step back. So we're doing like reverse, reverse. Y'all are too young for that. Anyways, um, so Acts 17, we're going to start in Acts 17. So you guys ready to give it mm-hmm? All right. If you don't have the word, listen. If you don't have the word, look over somebody's shoulder, and don't be afraid to share. Yeah, look at you guys, Sharon. Sharon is caring. Um, all right. So now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, They came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of Jews, not a church, not a place of of worshiping Yahweh, but a synagogue um, for the Jews. And Paul went in as he was custom and three Sabbath days he reasoned with them with the scripture. For three weeks, Paul went up into the synagogue and met with the Jews. The Jews had very specific customs, very specific things that they they did. They had traditions. They were very, very, very methodical. These people were very religious very, very, very religious people, um, and he went. It was, and it says in verse three that he was explaining and, and proving it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead. And saying, and, and I, I love it. This he says, "This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ." The Jews had a, had a super foundation when it came to the word. Um, when it came to the, the Old Testament, they knew that they, a, a, a king was to come, a prophet was to come. Um, but these Jews still held on to some things. And, and, and from this, this group uh, spur, uh, spurred out uh, Pharisees and Sadducees. And what's really interesting about the Sadducees, Sadducees did not believe in a thing called the resurrection of the dead. So when Paul is in a synagogue for three weeks sharing that Christ— somebody that they knew, they'd heard of, that he had died and was risen, Christ, he was then, he says, hey, this, this, this Jesus I proclaim to you is the Christ, this is the man. Um, verse 4, some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. Um, and then if you jump down to verse 3, in the middle of verse 3, um, I, I love what they, 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 they say about Paul and Silas. It says, these men, who have turned the world upside down have come here also, um, and and he talks about uh, the, the house of Jason, Jason's house, where there were some guards that came there. But um, so this is where Paul and Silas enter into a place called Thessalonica, which then Paul later writes to a church, and the the, chap, the books are called what, First and Second Thessalonians. So that's where we're actually going to be tonight. I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to we're going to jump right into First Thessalonians. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you so much for the opportunity to come and worship you, to open our, our word, your word. Um, God, I ask that you would just bless us, time, uh, be with us, challenge us, correct us. Uh, we love you, and we thank you. Amen. So we're going to be in First 1 Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5, 16 uh, through 18. And before the scripture goes up, um, so the context, Paul had planted a church in Thessalonica. People heard the gospel, so he's writing back to this church. Um, so in Acts, he writes this book, and it's, it's so crazy. Sometimes we think that the Bible is not connected to each other, but in, in Acts 17, Paul plants this church. In first, first and second Thessalonians, Paul writes back to this church. So The scriptures are so intertwined. It's so crazy how you read something one place, and you're like, wait, wait, oh, there's a storyline here. There's actually a storyline when it comes to the scriptures. Um, so 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, 16 through 18. You guys ready? It'll be on the screen if you don't have it. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, and these scriptures, they go hand in hand. You cannot separate uh, the scriptures, they have to be read together. Um, the, these scriptures are in, in, in a very concise and a very specific method. Um, somebody said that it was. Each scripture enhances another. So you can't rejoice always and not pray without ceasing. You can't give thanks without rejoicing always. You can't, you know, so they, they go hand in hand. So you can't ever remove one from the other. They're, they're, they're a family. They, they, they have a very specific, specific reason. They have this word, I like, which is synergy. That means it works together for a cause. That's good. So it has a lot of synergy. And we're, gonna, we're just going to take each part real quick, and then we're going to Jump in. So these are three commands, and, and, and first it says rejoice always. What does it mean to rejoice? Conversation. What does it mean to rejoice? Celebrate. Celebrate. Be happy. Fiesta. Some other words from this side. What 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 is rejoice? When you think rejoice, what do you think? Joyful, joyful, joyful. I think like a party. I'm like let's let's have a party. Um, rejoice. Rejoice actually means to revisit joy, to revisit that. So you're, you're rejoicing for something. There's, there's some source of joy that's being revisited for the action to take place, right? If you say, hey, I'm, I got a brand new car for my birthday, you rejoice because, hey, I got something that I wanted, which if you got a brand new car for your birthday, congratulations, but that's not the majority of the people. Um, yeah, so I didn't get a car until I was like older, um, But Christian joy is not a natural joy that flows from our fingertips. It's actually a joy that comes from the fountain of God, from his word, his promises, from trials, from his love, from him and him alone. It's contrary to the flesh, and it doesn't make any sense at all. It's actually kind of rejoicing um, that when people see that you're going through life and and unexpected things come through, it's that joy that, that carries you on. Um, in, in seasons of my life, personally, where, where things have been tough, I've had to really test these scriptures and say, OK, God, um, I, I, I'm the type of person I believe when God says something, when God writes something, he actually means it. And there's a there's a beautiful promise um, that we can come to his throne boldly for those that are in Christ because of Christ Jesus. And, and, he, and he has this moment. And I love I love that he says you can come boldly. So I just I take the Lord for him, for his word. He says, you know, um, in, in, in Isaiah and in, in the Psalms, it talks about, you know, when you when you walk through um, fire, the Lord will be with you and you won't be burnt. When you walk through water, when you walk through troubling times, you will not be overtaken because he is with you. He calls you his. He calls you kept. He calls you safe within his, 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 his reach. Now, now that like you won't always be safe in the sense of your physical, but you're safe and secure within who he's called you to be that the title of daughter. And son of the king will never be revoked from you. Not even the angels can take that away. I love those beautiful promises and those challenges. And I have to remind myself, anytime I come to the source of joy, I have to say, okay, Lord, if it's of my flesh, it will be defeated. And in in your little um, handout there, um, I, I, I said that the joy that is ever exhausting is that of the flesh. And then the joy that is never exhausting is that of the Lord Jesus Christ the the ever exhausting part of our flesh the reason sometimes that we find acceptance like th- there is there's almost this point within our lives especially um, as 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 you guys are Gen Wires right Gen Wires the next generation after Millennials and and you like it's incredible how much joy somebody can receive by receiving fifty likes on an Instagram post or having a hundred views on your Snap story or you know all, all those type of things like there's so much joy that comes from you being really appreciate it. Oh that girl, that lipstick is on point. You're like, it, it is really though. But like, you know, it's but it's like it's like saying, man, like that, it just gives you like these you know, oogly googlies. You're like, yeah, that, that feels good. And I promise you, if you continue to go, and not saying that your lipstick is, is is a bad thing. I use that as an example, but if you continue to go to things that are the flesh to find your joy, I promise you you will be exhausted and, and, and you will you will not find satisfaction. The true joy is um, it's only from the Lord, and, and um, it's, it's never exhausting. It, it continues to go through, and the joy from the flesh has actually been put to death. So it's like us trying to—this is what happens. It's like, it's like us going and, and, and killing a, a, a cow. Sorry, PETA, if you're listening to this later. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like PETA. It's where they protect the animals, the baby animals. So, like, it's, it's this moment. Say Say you kill a cow. And the person that says, you know what, I'm just going to leave it in the field for like a month. Then I'm going to go out and just eat it raw. It, it's, it's, like, it's, it's the same thing. The Lord has put to death the flesh. The Lord has put to death those things in Colossians. In Colossians, he says he's, he's put to death flesh and he's given you a new life if you're in Christ. So, young man, as, as your eyes wonder to things that, that, that are, are, are dead to the flesh. It's like eating that raw, disgusting meat that's been sitting in a field. Young lady, every time you try to be valued by, by, by a guy and do things that your mom and daddy would tell you, tell up to if you were doing. It's one of those things you have to say, OK, I am resting in the joy. I'm pursuing the joy of the Lord. That's never exhausting. Um, and Paul is speaking at the end of this book here because it, it comes at the end of, of First Thessalonians. Um, in a manner that they, that people would look at the cross of Christ and rejoice um, instead of looking at their, at their, at their current situation and circumstances. Um, now, I, I know, I know in, in today's culture where everything is heightened per social media, our small group was actually talking a couple, actually last night, we were talking about just, you know, what what the media says, you know, what, whatever social media says, it's, it's pretty much what people believe. You know, like if Joanna and um, Chip Gaines recently, they've been challenged in their faith because you know they—they're Christians and they're public Christians and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and 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 people that aren't in the faith. And maybe some of you have thought this, and and it's okay if you have. Um, but I've he- I've heard the, the statement before. Um, you know, Nick, I-, I think Christianity is just a big old crutch. Hmm. Let let it be a stretcher for me, because I was a dead man on the way to hell, and I, I, I needed more than a crutch. I needed a stretcher. I, I, need, I needed, I needed this, this Lord Jesus to breathe life back within me. So you say, honey, it, it's more than a crutch. It's a stretcher. Um, I, I need Jesus to carry me through the trials of this life, I, I, and I can only look into his word for that, that true confidence and rejoice in the victory that he's promised me to have. Um, there's so much that happens when you rejoice, when you when you revisit the true joy of the Lord. It's, it's it's literally saying, okay, okay, God, I'm I'm gonna seek out your word, and I'm gonna seek out your scripture. And and sometimes, you know, even even in in my life personally, if I'm not if I'm not on on a on a on a consistent basis communing with the Lord through a scripture. Man, I have no idea what it really means to revisit the joy of the Lord because I haven't been studying. I haven't had that opportunity. And so many times like, people are like, oh, I'm just so tired. I got school, softball, dance, whatever else I got. I got parties. I got this. I got that going on. My life is so busy, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, man, I promise you, if when you're in the word, Two days later, the Lord may have called something out from your from your time with him. He, he said, that's, that's why I've given you that. that that's why I've, I've led you to this scripture. I'm, I'm having you go through this, this season of life because, because I want you to revisit the joy that is true and only found in Christ Jesus. Verse uh, 17 says, "Pray without ceasing. Um, now, when you hear that, re- realistically, what do you think? Pray without ceasing. It's, a re, it's almost like a, like a churchy, like, hey, pray without ceasing. And it sounds really good, and it sounds like, oh, man, I can jive with that. But, like, what does it really mean to pray without ceasing? Pray without stopping. So, like, Lord God, I love you. I thank you so much for today. What's going on? Is, is it that type of prayer? It's, 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 a, it's a consistent, it's having that mind set on Christ. It's, it's that, it's in the scripture when, you, when it says, hey, set your mind on things above, not earthly things. And, and, and sometimes we have we've fabricated prayer to be this moment of, okay, it, it, as long as I say, yes, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, that's prayer. And it's like, no, 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 prayer, prayer goes, goes further and faster than just a moment of you being specifically interested. Um, and and I've, I've always heard it say like this, your public, your, your public worship will be an overflow of your private devotion. And you cannot have Rejoicing without communion with the Father, so you cannot have rejoicing without communion with the Father. Um, and th- there's something to be said about being consistent um, with God. Um, I-, I love I love promises of the Old Testament too. I love in Jeremiah 33, three where he says, "Hey, uh, call unto me, great, and unse- uh, great, call unto me, and I will show you great and unsearchable things you don't yet know." Um, and it, it's it's literally the the Lord saying to Jeremiah, a prophet. He's stirring stirring up within this community of people, and and he tells Jeremiah, he's like, hey, I'm about to stir something up within you. And and I, I look at prayer as as like you're walking on a daily basis, and you're like, okay, God, I'm about to go to you know calculus class. Um, I know this person right here is, is is an unbeliever. Help me be the best study partner I can be, Lord. Help me be the best you know person on my team that I can be for your glory. Help me be. You know, a, a, a person that has a life of prayer that's actually living out who I say I am. Lord, give me that wisdom. And, and, and it's like, God, it's, it's in this moment. Okay, I don't know what you're going to do in my life in this next six months as I, as I wrap up this season of my school. Um, but God, I trust that you're up to great things. I tr- I'm, I'm going to be devoted to not walking around school while, while everybody's walking by and saying, "Okay, Lord, I, you know, bumping into the locker and stuff like, hey, I'm just, just praying with my eyes closed, walking around. It's like saying, no, 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 you, you know somebody's hurting. Lord, I, I ask that you just you just take care of that person. It, it's, it's being a, per, a, a person and, and a young person of prayer, saying, hey, you know what? I, I don't care what's going on with me. I can rejoice and pray. I can pray because I can rejoice. I can rejoice because I can pray. In this moment, it's not like okay. Well, the schools, the schools took prayer, you know, the, the, out of schools. You know, like what do we, what do we do? You're in the school. How many of you go to public school? Guess what? My tax dollars, their tax dollars, they actually pay for you to be a missionary at your school. I wish I would have grabbed hold of that when I was in high school a little bit more. Like. My, my mama and daddy's paycheck is actually paying for me to, to be a missionary in school. Well, I, I just, I want to go serve the Lord. What happens in science class? What happens in lit class? It, it's, it's you saying, I'm going to be this person filled with prayer and joy, true joy, not fabricated, not of the flesh, but true joy in being a person of prayer um, and, and, and walking consistently and being on mission for the Lord. Um, and it's not about having to pray. It's that you get to. It's, it's that you get to go to a father that knows, that knows way more than we could ever think about knowing. That, that knows our hearts. That knows our intentions. And he's like, come on. Lay it on me. I've, I've given you permission to come boldly to my throne. Um, and uh, giving thanks to all in verse, verse 17 there. Uh, 18, I apologize. Um, Give thanks in all circumstances. There was a guy um, named named Benjamin Weir, and you can look up his his story on YouTube. It's like from the 1975-ish. I might be wrong with that. Um, I don't have that date on here. Um, But giving thanks is an act of worship. Giving thanks is an act of worship. Um, And missionary Benjamin Weir was held hostage in Lebanon. This is a a Muslim country. And... um, he was imprisoned under miserable conditions for about 16 months. And his first interview after his release, um, he was asked how, how, how he spent his time and how he dealt with the boredom and despair, et cetera. Um, and and the, when he, these people were asking him all these questions. And, and um, if you watch the interview with him, um, they ask him really intense questions like, hey, like, you know, what did they do with the other? Because there were other missionaries that um, – that were captured and stuff, and, and he, he couldn't let into those details, because those were private, and some of the missionaries were actually still held captive by these um, Lebanese Muslims, um, but he's, you know, they said, how do you, how did you get through this? How did you get through this time? And he was like, you know what? Counter my blessings, and it sounds really cliche, and it sounds really, but he was like, you know, what? they were like, blessings, like, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah, um, he said, some days I got to take a shower, some days there were some vegetables in my food, um, and he, he said he could always be thankful for the love of God and for his family. Um, and, and, and it was like you, you watch this interview and it's just silence. Because they're like, but you were held captive by radical Islamic terrorists that were destined to kill you. And you sit there and you say, I just counted my blessings. Now, that, that's that's when you're actually going to the true joy that's when you're actually saying, okay, God, I'm praying for this. Um and and you can understand why why the reporters were like, whoa, 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 whoa what? Um it's it's hard for us, for me personally, to be consistently thankful um in in the common everyday life. Um, you know, Paul and Silas in in the, the chapter in chapter sixteen of Acts um before they went to Thessalonians and were on mission still, um, they were actually beaten and thrown in, thrown in prison. And, and guess what they did while they were in prison? This is one of my favorite stories about worship, about what it means to really worship. Um, Paul and Silas in Acts 16, um, they, were, they were thrown in prison. They were placed in stocks. And, 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 and they, were, they said, you know what? We're going to do some singing. We're, we're just going to praise our Lord. We're going we're gonna to praise him. And, and through them praising the Lord, it's probably one of the most amazing aspect of worship, and, and this is this is what inspires me as a worship pastor, um, is that people are stirred up. He says that the praise literally broke the chains of the of, of the people that were in the prison. Now, if somebody can praise loud enough, hard enough for somebody else's chains to be broken, let me praise every day because I, you know when you walk into a setting like this, you have no idea what your your when you're praising actually does when you're when you're lifting your voices, man. I love. I love worshiping with you guys. I I just sat back back there um, tonight, and I was like, you know, man, these students get a genuine heart of worship. They have a desire to really worship, Um, and and giving thanks is an act of worship. Giving thanks is an act of worship, Um, and, you know, um, I'm really bad at, like, thanking the Lord sometimes because things just, like, I, I get caught in really tough situations. I'm, I'm, I'm just the type of person, I'm all like, I psychoanalyze everything. I'm, I'm huge about assuming things and thinking the worst. Like, I'm just that kind of person. Um, and, and, and I also love birthdays. Anybody like love to celebrate their birthday? Is that kind of selfish to say? I, I just love, I, I just love birthdays. I love like, hey, shower me with gifts. Shower me with those type things, you know, and then, that sounds a little selfish, and it is. But um, so my favorite number is 24 and, uh, in July I turned 24. So I was like, okay, like this is, this is my birthday year. Like I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to not party, but I'm about to get my party on, you know, like I'm about to, about to do my thing. And, um, and, uh, I, I had, i I'd, I'd been experiencing a little, like a little bit like heart palpitation that was when your heart goes, you know, and, um, I'd been experiencing, I was really, really tired, um, really cranky. Natalie, Natalie, she was like, what is wrong with you? You're like a demon. I'm like, no, 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 not today. I got rid of those last week. Um, But like, um, so I'd been going to to the doctor or or thinking about going to the doctor. And finally she said, you know what, Nick? You need to go to the doctor. And I was like, yes, ma'am. You know, like if, uh, guys, if your wife tells you to do something, you just say, yes, ma'am. Unless it's like killing somebody. Then you say, oh, Um, (laughs) ma'am. But you still say, yes, ma'am. No, just kidding. But um, I remember... The, the, the appointment fell on a Friday, which was my birthday, uh, July 29th, and I was like, you know, I guess I'll go to this appointment, so we went, he hooked some little heart monitors up, and they took little heart tests, and everything was good, they took an x-ray, everything was good, um, and uh, the doctor just started asking about my, my, my history and my past and stuff, and I was like, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give him all the tea, but I'm trying to let him know, like, I'm not okay, like, things have been a little bit crazy in my life, and um, so I, I had known I'd struggled with something for a while, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. I knew that I struggled a lot with, 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 you know, again, psychoanalyzing, being really, you know, anxious in my mind and not really thinking things through because things get really cloudy and mixed up and messed up. Um, and, and and at the, I, the appointment went great. He was like, you know, maybe you need to get some more rest, get some more vitamin B. He said, boy, you were a little thick once you turn down the food every once in a while. And I was like... <laughs> Like yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, you know, Um, and and then he asked me the question that that I I'd I'd not been wanting to hear for a while. He was like, "Um, "Have you have you ever thought about um, dealing with your depression and anxiety?" And it was like this this weight then and, 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 and like my, my body has scars of of depression you know from self inflicting before I found the Lord praise God you know my, my my past has scars of of depression for from 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 turning things away or turning things up like in, in the most negative way and and I said that not to glorify that, that kind of stuff, but I say that to lead into this part um, and, and that day i was I was diagnosed with clinical depression and I, and I started taking you know medication and and it was one of those things I was like, okay, Lord, like, it's my birthday, number one, you knew that, like, this is my, this, this ain't your day, this is my. you know, but like, like, I, I was, I was diagnosed with, with a disease that nobody can see and feel and understand except for me, you know, like, nobody knows, like, nobody knows, if you have a broken arm, Caden, they put a cast on it, well, you know, hey, that's, that's, you're getting that cast to heal, and I, I found so much solace and comfort um, in that, with, with, with the Lord, you know, Saying, "Okay, Nick, are you really going to thank me for this? Are you really going to come back to the source of my joy?" And I remember I got out, of the, got out of the office, and you know, he had you know, written my little prescription, and I was just so upset, and um, because you know, like I'm I'm supposed to be this really great Christian guy. I'm supposed to be a pastor at a new church. I, I'd only been here for six months, you know, and I'm like, this is not how I'm, I have a I have a beautiful wife. I'm an awesome kid. Like everything in life is going so great. Like, why why do I deal with this? Why? Why is this me? And I remember I called Natalie, um, and and I just was like, it was one of those crowds. I was like, I not do this. She's like, what's going on? You know? And, and I'm like, I'm depressed. She's like, yeah, I knew that. You know? And I'm like, all right. Um, what did you tell me, babe? I did. That's why you went to the doctor. Um, you know, I was like it's my birthday. I'm, I'm this 24 year old man sitting in the parking lot of the hosp- of the of the clinic there and and you know I just I just remember like she's like Nick like I still love you you got like we got this and and um I was I was really grace I was really thankful for the grace that the staff here showed me they're like all right so you got your worship set done you know it was it was like it just moved on with it and I was like but this is so traumatic and 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 I and because I I didn't want to you know be crazy but I guess I am crazy, <laughs> you know, but like I, I didn't want anybody to tell me, hey, Nick, you're, you're crazy and you have to, you know, help your mind do things. But it just in the same sense, like it's just a, you know, a, a chemical imbalance that that I've been blessed with, you know, and, and I have to look at that and say, OK, Lord, um, I have to go back and give thanks for that. I have to worship through this. I have to say, God, whatever comes my way, I'll worship you on my even on my birthday. Lord, I got to worship you. I get to worship you. I get to come to your throne and say, Lord, you, you knew this before I ever thought that I would that I would deal with this. And I don't know if any of you guys struggle in that area, um, but I promise you there will be things that come your way that you will have to go to the true source of joy that's only found in Christ. You know, and I, I have to choose daily. It's a discipline for me to say, Lord, I'm coming to your throne boldly, confidently because of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to pray without ceasing. God, God, take these thoughts away from me. I'm, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to try to walk. Uh, and, and he says all of this, all of this is God's will. Um, after each of these commands of rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and, you know, with everything, uh, give thanks. He said, this is the will of God. And, and, and it isn't this thought like, hey, it's, it's the will of God, so you must do it. Again, it's like, this is the will of God, so you can do it. Uh, Paul, Paul wasn't teaching us that we should uh, thank God for everything that happens, um, but to thank him in the happening. And and I I don't know if this is a message for you for today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. um, But these short verses are such a command and such a beautiful reminder um, that if we walk in his ways, if we walk in those type things. because I know some of you are about to transition, like, where am I going to go to college? What's going to happen with that? Um, and, And I love one pastor said, he said, if you walk in his ways, you will walk in his will. If you walk in his ways, you will walk in his will. And, and these are simple ways, simple, yet difficult, yet challenging, yet they bring a ton of discipline. But if we walk in his ways, we walk in his will. Um, and the, the Lord has crafted each of you for a very specific reason, for, ve- for very specific platforms. Um, I, I used to challenge the students that I had, had opportunity to do with um, ministry with a couple years back. I was like, you know what? Like you've been given platform position and placement for a very specific reason. Don't neglect that. Don't neglect that because you are filled as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ with kingdom, potent, kingdom potential. And what would it be like if, if, if a mass revival, whatever you want to call it, you just were, were confident and bold enough to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a true stand for Jesus. I'm going to rejoice always. I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'm going to give him thanks. And I'm going to live out his will in my life so that other people can look at my life and say, yeah, I, I need that. Yeah, I, I need that stretcher. Wait, wait, wait. You, you just had somebody close to you pass away. Like, why are you so confident? Like, why are you so excited? Why are you so content? Because I've rejoiced in the Lord. I've prayed without ceasing, and I've, I've given him thanks in every situation. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for tonight, and we thank you for the opportunity to uh, to worship you through, through song. God, I, I ask that you just use this... Um, these truths of your word to speak and, and do um, what, what you will do through them. God, I ask that there would be students in here that would be bold to stand, um, stand confidently in their faith for you at their schools, in their families. And, Lord God, we trust you with everything that we have in our lives, and whatever comes our way, we will thank you. We love you, and we trust you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen have